2: Today on the ZabeCast, Monday Night Football is a shell of its former self. Who or what is to blame, and is there any way to fix it? Also, I declare the Redskins Cowboys rivalry dead as weekend at Bernie's. Notorious J A Y joins me. We'll talk Big Ben, Eli Manning, and Takashi Six Nine. All that plus a bull jizz explosion. That is a disgusting act. Your bonus forty minutes of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, September 18, 2019. Thank you very much for downloading and being a ZabeCast member of the family. Let's get right into it, shall we? Monday Night Football is not what it once was. We all know this. I like the new booth without Jason Witten. Witten proved to be an absolute disastrous hire. The typical hire of network executives who don't give a shit about what a guy actually sounds like and whether or not he's any good. Jason Witten was hired essentially sight unseen without any other competing auditions merely because, hey... He's a handsome, nice, white Dallas Cowboy ex-player. He'll be great in the booth. How hard can it be? Well, we found out just how hard it was because Jason Witten sucked. So you take him out of the mix, and now it's just Tess and Boog. It's better as a two-man booth, but we got problems now on a couple of fronts. Andrew Marchand writes about this in the New York Post. Andrew does a good job of covering sports media. Nationally and in uh, New York City. He writes, Joe Tessitore, Booger McFarlane fall short of Monday Night Football prestige. This is something Andy Poland talked about as well with me on Monday. And he writes, during its five decades, Monday Night Football has been one of the most prestigious booths in sports media. From Howard Cosell to Al Michaels to John Madden, Mondays have been filled with legends. The Cosells, Michaels, and Maddens made Monday Night feel Bigger. With Tessitore and McFarlane on the call, it creates more of a regular Sunday regional broadcast atmosphere than Monday night football. I'm going to stop right there and say, I don't disagree, but I think Monday night is the victim of Thursday night and Sunday night. By the time we get to Monday, we're oftentimes, dare I say it, footballed out. What? Footballed out the insatiable appetite of Lord football, as you call it, Zabe? Yeah, to a certain extent. They also keep getting the runt of the litter when it comes to games. And now with them having ordered multiple Jets games, or at least requested or accepted them, they're stuck with a team that appears to be going nowhere fast. They ordered the Redskins did ESPN for reasons I do not know, other than maybe Dan Snyder's personal connections. By the way, the Redskins are 1-15 and 15 at home on Monday night since 2000. Just let that soak in for a second. Home game, prime time, 1-15. There is no way any team, no matter how bad, that you should be that awful in your own building. On Monday nights, but the Redskins are. Redskins also 5-22 and 22 on Monday night uh, since 2000. Home and away. <laughs> that means Bears minus for the legal limit. And I think the number, well, let me get that number for you right quick. I really should have it handy at all times. Scoresandodds.com. By the way, Mr. X and I went 5 5 5 0 in our Las Vegas Superbook selections this past week, <clears throat> two weeks down, fifteen to go. I can smell the millions. We'll find out where we stand after that five and zero week. Mister X also on his uh, subscriber releases, I was like six and zero on Saturday and four and one or something like that on on Sunday. Listen, I'm not here to pimp Mister X. He's good. He's fallible. He's human. If he could make a living doing this. Full-time, he would, like a lot of people. He just is a very smart gambler. He had a great week last week, so there you go. I tip my cap when he has a good week. He also has bad weeks. He admits as such. Okay. Uh, Scoresandodds.com, NFL. God damn, this has really derailed me here. There's the NFL tab. I don't like the way they display these. Let's scoot ahead to Monday. Uh, Monday the 23rd. Minus four. Bears minus four. Bears minus four for the legal limit. Two fists in up to the elbows. Pull on those big gloves and say, I want all the money I can get. Redskins 1-15. and Monday night football. Okay. So, Monday night, the schedule going forward looks terrible. Because there's a lot of quarterbacks now that have fallen by the wayside. And think about the carnage. We'll talk more about this with Notorious J-A-Y. The carnage of quarterbacks in the NFL is unbelievable. We're talking about in the last 12 months, the following quarterbacks are pretty much, if not done for their career, close. Ready? Alex Smith, maybe not a sexy name, but he was the NFL's passing efficiency or passer rating leader with the Chiefs before Mahomes took over, done for his career, broken leg. Then you've got Andrew Luck, retired slash quit in August. Cam Newton hanging by a thread. Drew Brees, hurt for the first time in his career, will be out for multiple weeks at a time. Big Ben, done for the year. Elbow surgery, says he's going to come back stronger. We'll believe it when we see it. Eli Manning benched in New York. And the hits keep on coming. And there'll be more to come. Eventually, the Reaper's coming for Brady. I, I believe that. I'm not rooting for it, per se, but I. it's just obvious. At some point... Brady has to have his elbow go ping or a hand hit his hand and go bonk and knock it out of shape or somebody collapse on his leg at just the wrong time. It's going to happen. And then what to the Patriots? Do they have a good backup plan right now? They don't. They're all in on Brady basically. So the NFL is a football is a TV show about quarterbacks and we now have a quarterback drought, the likes of which. We haven't had in a while. This is a big wiping out of the old names and the old stars of the TV show, and new stars are going to have to start bubbling up, but they are. Dak Prescott is bubbling up. Lamar Jackson is showing out. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, is now a superstar in his own right. And we'll see about Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins and some of these other guys. Kyler Murray is one as well. Josh Allen's actually playing decent football through two weeks, but I'm not necessarily a full believer just yet. And he got some of the holdovers like Aaron Rodgers and a couple others, but okay. So let's, uh, let's get back to Monday night. What's wrong with Monday night. It's not what it once was. I, I do think that Tess has been toned down and this is something that Marshawn picks up on. He writes at times Tessator sounds dulled from what brought him to prominence. The Tess effect melded his hype man style with the special atmosphere of college football. It worked. The NFL, though, only needs hype when it's called for, so Tessator introducing us to big-name big, t- big name players is superfluous when it's Jets-Browns as opposed to Arkansas versus TCU. He does have strong pipes and can hit the high notes like when Odell Beckham Jr. made some spectacular plays on Monday. But studying him, he says, can come a- he can come across like a top prospect who reached the major leagues and then the hitting coach started tinkering with his stance. It's like ESPN hired him for the Tess Effect but no longer thinks that it fully fits. <laughs> Meanwhile, Booger may have the ability to be a top game analyst, but he never called an NFL game before being selected for this job and being relegated to the sideline cart. Without the reps, McFarland is still learning on the big stage. Uh, Marshawn goes on to say that ESPN screwed up when they allowed Mike Tarico to leave for NBC. John Skipper was slow in negotiations to retain Tarico, writes Marshawn, yeah, I wonder why that was. So NBC gobbled him up, and he has now succeeded Bob Costas as the host of the Olympics and will eventually replace Michaels on Sunday Night Football one day. Smart move for Tarico. Absolutely one of my favorites. Had ESPN kept Tarico and John Gruden had left, the idea of Peyton Manning joining Tarico would have had a better chance of actually happening. Manning may never end up in the booth after all, but if he does, it would most definitely be with someone like Mike Tirico. Well, all right, let's say you get a Tirico Manning Monday night booth, which won't happen, or someone equivalent that has that sex appeal, that that sizzle, is that really going to restore Monday night to the prestige it once has had? I think the answer is no. I think Monday night used to be special because it was the only pajama football game we watched as kids. There was no other night games every week in the NFL. That's it. It's amazing to think about. Nothing. It was pajama time on Monday nights, and you were all excited. You didn't care who you got on Monday night. It felt big because it was big because it was the only one every week. Now you got Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. And you got CBS and Fox clawing back as many good games as they can according to their contract rules on Sunday afternoons in the 4 o'clock window. So, yeah. It's hard when everything is oversaturated. With that, I turn to the Redskins-Cowboys rivalry, and I declare it dead. I was foolish to believe that it still existed in some shape or form, but obviously, it does not. Two things that really hammered the last nails in the coffin of, no, this is not a real rivalry. One was Dwayne Haskins, our future franchise quarterback, exchanging jerseys with uh, Zeke Elliott at midfield after the Cowboys bent the Redskins over and took him to the woodshed. I know this is now a generational thing, and the younger generation likes it, and they tell us old men, stop shaking your fist at the clouds, old man. I'll never get it. I don't want to get it. I want my players to burn with the passion of a thousand suns when they lose a game to a rival. When they lose any game, for that matter. But especially when they get humiliated. Well, is a bit. When they get dominated like they did against the Cowboys. When the Cowboys have beaten the Redskins so many times out of the last 10 or 11 meetings. You'd think that there'd be some pride that says, you know what, I don't need a jersey that bad. And if I do want Zeke Elliott's game worn jersey when they just cucked us on our field in our home stadium, then by golly, I'll ask a clubhouse attendant to go arrange to get it. I'll say to Zeke, hey, man, I'd like to exchange jerseys, but let's not do it out here. Let's go have a club attendant take it to you in a brown paper bag when we're all done and in the showers and, you know, in our street clothes. Could have been easily done. But there's a reason why this generation of players don't do it. You don't get a picture. If there's no picture it didn't happen. If you can't post it to Instagram, then why bother? And that's what this is all about. And and to them it's like, "Hey, I'm a pro NFL player, you're a pro NFL player. Aren't we great?" That's right. Smile. All right. Hey, who won the game? Don't know, don't care. I'm rich, you're rich. This is fun. Where's the party at? Again, I feel like an old man shaking my fist at the clouds. I know that guys do want to win. They don't want to win, though, as much as the old generation did. So that's number one. It's hard to feel like, ah, let's beat Dallas when this is going on. Point number two is the TV ratings in D.C. for the Redskins and the Cowboys were horrific. Dan Steinberg, D.C. Sports Bog, tipped me off to this. These ratings come to me by a Via sportsmediawatch.com. Guess who is the top local rated market for their football game? New Orleans, a 51.6 rating. Woo! Unbelievable. So, in other words, half of all TVs in the New Orleans market tuned to the Rams and the Saints rematch of the NFC Championship game. Number two, Milwaukee. Woo-hoo! 43.7% watched Vikings-Packers. Kansas City, Chiefs-Raiders drew a 39.6. Buffalo, for their Bills-Giants game, drew a 36.4. Again, there could be a lot of Giants fans in western New York living in Buffalo. I get it. Pittsburgh, 36.0. Rating, Seahawks-Steelers. Minneapolis-St. Paul, 35.2. Denver for the Bears and Broncos, 33.1. Boston for the Patriots-Dolphins, 33. You're probably saying, where are the Redskins' Cowboys? This legendary rivalry. Where, is that is, is going to come anytime soon? It's not in the 30s. It's not in the 20s. You got to go all the way down to an 18.3 rating. Locally, in Washington, D.C., the DMV market for Dallas, Washington. That is an unthinkable number. It was the third lowest-rated local TV game in the NFL. Bottomed out only by Los Angeles, which doesn't give a shit about anything because it's L.A. A million things to do. Saints-Rams drew a 16.0 rating. And the Bay Area for the Niners and Bengals drew a 15.0. But there's D.C., 18.3 for Dallas-Washington. That is a lower rating than the Cardinals and the Ravens drew in the Phoenix market. It's lower than the Cincinnati market locally drew for the Niners-Bengals game in which the Bengals got their asses handed to them in a Chinese takeout box. I'm not yelling, am I? I'm yelling. I know that. Sorry. That would be a uh, 23.0 rating for the Niners and Bengals. It's dead. It's th- it's dead, Jim. The rivalry is dead. I don't know if it'll ever come back in my lifetime. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're gonna get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this: my Bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way and people have emailed me directly and said hey i had a problem with my bookie i send one email boom off to my rep at my bookie and the problem is fixed like that mybookie.ag now listen if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big try some parlays they're kind of hard to hit but they're fun to play right join now and my bookie will double your first deposit Here we go. The Notorious Notorious J-A-Y. Hello? Greetings from Charm City, my man. Or
3: just north of it. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) So, how are things in the land of Lamar Jackson and the 2-0 Ravens? Uh,
3: Lamar Jackson, right... Now, from what I hear on the streets, is the greatest act in the history of the NFL. <laughs> uh, the Ravens are going to uh, be, uh, I guess, fourteen and zero or sixteen and zero. But when, when they meet the Patriots in the division, yeah, uh, AFC Championship game, and they will go. Well, but they play each other though. No, they can't go. I'm sorry, let me they do. They, they play can't play both go sixteen yeah. and zero.
2: They play each other in late November. I want to say it's going to be. If-
3: if they don't make that game an 8 o'clock game, they need to shut it down. It's
2: already a Sunday night football game, so you got that okay. going for you. All right. All right. We got a lot to talk about today, so let's get to it. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. I just had to ramp your music up. All right. couple of things to start with. First of all, how are your Steelers?
3: Have <laughs> <laughs> you watched? <laughs> you ask your
2: I feel I, like, I feel like saying that, like, so no, 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 no. I feel you're like you're not a dick. You're not a dick.
3: Like most of my friends are who during the game, they text me like I'm not watching it and I don't know the scores.
2: Uh, I hate, I hate that. <laughs> I could if you want, but I, I, mean, I just figure out, I figure I'll give you a shit here, but here's the thing. You called it. You said this is going to be a disaster year. Now, did you predict that Big Ben would finally have something that goes snap, crackle, pop?
3: No, and and it didn't look like much but it happened. And <laughs> then they showed the replay. And it was like, oh, that looks that looks like a, uh, a career ender right there. That elbow, because you kind of need to use the elbow to do this thing called throw. Yeah. And once the elbow goes for a quarterback, it's like it's like Joe Theismann's leg. Once, his, once he couldn't plant anymore, yeah. he couldn't play anymore. Yeah, it's like that.
2: Exactly. Now, Ben says he's going to fight through it and be back stronger than ever. And that's, I guess, the thing that you're supposed to say to keep all options open. What athlete says, well, you saw it. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> Andrew Luck. <laughs> it, that, right. That's the guy. Andrew Luck is the guy. But for the most part, athletes don't say that. They want to put on a brave face. This is like... Um, uh, what's his name, coming back from being paralyzed, Ryan Shazier, Ryan Shazier. saying, I'm yes. going to come back and play. It's like Alex Smith saying, I still plan to come back and play football when the whole world is, "How oh, the fuck you are. No, but, but good way, luck.
3: Worst picture ever, him and Dan in the box together.
2: Was it the worst Smith or was looks, it the best?
3: Like he, he, well, he looked like he would have rather been anywhere else.
2: Let me tell you, as a Redskin fan, Jay, those photos fill my heart with joy because it shows me that that asshole is as miserable as the rest of us are, at least for one little chunk of time on Sundays. The rest of the time, he's helicoptering around. He's watching IMAX movies on his mega yacht. He's hanging out like a douchebag with rich people, and he flies home to his ginormous $20 million mansion. So how sad can he really be? But for three hours, that photo of him looking all frumpy-dump, I'm like, yes! Soaking it, you asshole.
3: I, by the way, I now have to live in your world for a little bit because I, after, the, after the Steelers game on Sunday, I took stock of my all the teams that I love, and they all fucking suck.
2: All I'm, right. in team, let's, I'm in team hell. Let's go through your team. Steelers currently in the down cycle of you're going to need a new quarterback, you're going to fire your yes. coach, yes. and you're going to start all over. At least they'll fire Keith Butler along the way. So oh, you got God, that going for you.
3: For I can't wait for that. Yes. Right.
2: The number of Steeler fans that would love to hand Keith Butler his cardboard box to put the picture of his family in and his stapler and whatever the shit is on his desk is around the block. But so many you know Steeler fans.
3: These are the same fuckers that wanted Dick LeBeau gone, and look what we got. So, really? I, kind of, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I really wish. Steelers fans are, are fickle, and that's like you said, all this prosperity. They don't know how to take it. They wanted Dick LeBeau fired. <laughs> uh, they wanted, um, oh, my God, what's the, the coach of the Buccaneers? Jesus, why can I think of his name? Bruce Arians. Uh, Bruce Arians was, was the old coordinator. They hated him, wanted him gone. So really? Steelers fans don't know, what, yeah, don't know what they
2: want. Yeah, and to think that... Well, not a year ago, but you know, two years ago, it was Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, a healthy Ryan Shazier, and you're like, fuck, we got a football team here. We're going to fuck yeah. some people up.
3: Yeah. And then they lost to Jacksonville. See, that's not, not my hatred of Tomlin. He lost to Jacksonville. He lost to Blake Bortles and Tim Tebow. That right there <laughs> should get you fired. That's- right there. That's, Those two losses—that's
2: pretty bad, right there. And and uh, yeah. yeah, Bortles came in, and not only did you lose to Jacksonville, they scored, if I recall, seventy-nine well, gajillion points against you.
3: Yeah, first four plays. <laughs> so so I, I got that. I got that working for me. The I'm I, I'm I'm you know I love the Orioles, but I'm resigned to the fact that I may die before they win another World Series. I, I I've come to grips with that and going. I will never see a World Series. But I saw one. I saw 1983. That was it. I've never seen another Orioles playoff victory
2: ever. Well, I just declared the Redskins-Cowboys rivalry dead. It is. For likely as long as I shall live, not to be resurrected, because the two things that confirmed it were, one, the jersey exchange thing is driving me crazy. And then secondly is the uh, TV ratings in D.C. were the third worst amongst the league. We we had a lower TV rating in the DMV for Redskins Cowboys than the Bengals and Niners did in Cincinnati, Ohio. Think about and, that. And
3: everybody that I know who is a Cowboy fan was at FedEx. Yes, I don't think any of my I know. any of my any of my Redskins uh, friends. I don't think they went, but every Cowboys fan yeah. I know, they were tailgating, cooking yeah. burgers. Yeah, exactly. so it was, It's it's a, it's a second home game. I mean, it, it's a ninth nice home game for the. For the Cowboys.
2: So yeah, so the uh, Orioles will never be good again in your lifetime. Yeah, that's USC. Sucks.
3: If they don't, well, <laughs> USC is a tough one. Uh, USC is a tough one. When they fire Clay Helton and if they hire Urban Meyer, I'm jumping ship because Urban Meyer is one of the most disgusting human beings walking the face of the earth. But he'd and I be, can.
2: but he'd be no, your he, disgusting human being. No, no,
3: no. I would jump off. And he would
2: I'm win. Out. He would win for you.
3: No, no. I'd be out. I okay. can't. I can't support him. Okay. And then the Knicks. The Knicks will never ha. win yeah. as long as I live. So that's it.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm
3: in hell. I'm yeah. in purgatory.
2: You have you have picked quite an array of teams. Although, look, the Steelers gave you a long, long run.
3: I, a- you know what? USC gave me a long run. Yeah. Steelers did. I, four years ago, the Orioles was, was one of the best teams in the, in the AL. I saw a World Series in 83. So, look, there's, there's, Cubs, there's Cubs people who never saw anything. So, you know what? I should just shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, okay. So, having said that, um, what do you? Eli Manning is now benched in New York. The discussion I hope you
3: don't say he's a Hall of Famer. No no, he's not. Even...
2: No. I okay, I, I say emphatically he's not because the numbers don't support it. but I've also said the New York City media and the bias they have will push him to the moon and back to get him in. And unfortunately I think it's going to probably carry the day because remember these 43 unelected buffet grazing unimpeachable asshole sports writers who cling to their gigs as Hall of Fame voters. They are biased anecdotal human oh, beings. They are not him. rational, objective. Well, let's look at the numbers. How many years did Eli lead the league in any passing court category? None. Never. How many times did he lead the league in interceptions? Twice. What's his career completion percentage? How about this? Did anyone ever say, oh, shit, we're playing Eli today? No.
3: Isn't he 500?
2: And he is dead 500 as a starter. Now, do you believe in quarterback starting records as a thing?
3: I I, I think of any position, yeah, because you start and finish. It's not like a pitcher. It's not like that. You start and finish the game. So, yeah, I believe in that one. By yeah. the way, these are the same people, though, who got Joe Namath into the Hall of Fame.
2: True. clearly but...
3: does not belong. He's in there for one game and one picture.
2: Right. Namath, uh, Namath was voted in a long time ago. And now the process. He shouldn't. he shouldn't be in, though. Well, but what year was he inducted? 78? 78.
3: It doesn't matter. He doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers. He got in because of the Colts game and him holding his finger up.
2: That's it. Okay, he doesn't deserve it now. But, Jay, go back and look at the passing game in the 70s and the 60s. He was under, like,
3: 50%.
2: That's what passing was. Passing was a coin flip back in the 70s. You could maul Mm. dudes as wide receivers and get away with it. Joe I'm Na- just say- Joe
3: Namath, not a Hall of Fame. I'm um, just saying
2: I- he's a weak inductee. I grant you that, but again, you got to go back. Look at Bradshaw, your precious Terry right. Bradshaw. Bradshaw
3: was like fifty. He was like fifty percent, and it was if you if you there was no intermediate game. It was throw it deep and right. run it. That was it.
2: Right, right, exactly. Run, 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 and it's like oh, uh, throw, throw deep. Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you got anyone that can run fast? Because we're going to send Lynn Swan out on a nine route. <laughs>
3: or or we're going to send uh, John Stalworth to the post. That was it. Yeah, that, that was, was their place.
2: That was pretty much it. And then Bill Walsh revolutionized it by going, "Hey, why don't we just make passes short handoffs or right
3: and, or make you guard or, every part of the field."
2: Right. Or you make we'll make someone, yeah. We'll make passes long handoffs. How about that? Yes. It'll be a yeah. it'll be a 6-yard angle pass out of the backfield and then all of a sudden my running back is in space and he can juke you out of your shoes and now you've got a big fucking problem. Well, anyway, so um, Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. He'll probably get in anyway. Uh, will Daniel Jones be any good?
3: I didn't see him preseason, so I can't say. But I'm finding of hard to believe that a guy from Duke, who again
2: wasn't, <laughs> could be an ass been, kicker.
3: Right? Didn't also let, let's let's just, just let's just go with the Mitch Trubisky factor. How good is he? I
2: don't think he's that good.
3: Okay, there you go. That's why I think Daniel Jones will be. Uh, a little a little better than Mitch Trubisky.
2: Kirk Cousins, not that good. Oh,
3: my God, he sucks.
2: Josh Allen, oh not God. that good. Just well, like, let me ask
3: you this. Yeah. Is it more bad coaches or bad quarterbacks in the league right now?
2: Uh, well, look, I mean, they're both very hard jobs. Coaching is very hard, and quarterbacking is even harder. And this league, which is a TV show about quarterbacks, has now had a bunch of guys. Look at this the, this progression. Alex Smith broken leg a year ago. Alex Smith Smith was upright on a new chapter in his career, and had the Redskins at five and two. For what it's worth, okay. Breaks his leg, will never play again. Andrew Luck retires, quits in August. Drew Brees hurt for the first extended period in his entire career. Big Ben done for the season with an elbow. Eli Manning benched. Cam Newton hanging on by a thread. Oh yes, oh. sidebar. Well, we on Cam. What the fuck, Jay, with the head head scarf? He looked like Selma uh, from Thelma and Louise. Right. So what's going on?
3: I don't understand his his dress, but you know what? I, I don't like it when people like Whitlock criticize Cam Newton's dress.
2: Whitlock, oh, look no. in the
3: mirror. There you go. Look in the mirror. <laughs>
2: Could Cam Newton be
3: not my style, but it works for him?
2: Could Cam Newton be gay? Not that there's anything wrong with it.
3: No, I by the way, I just listened to a podcast where Bill Simmons they did a rewatch with 48 Hours or not 48 Hours, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and they came. It was four of them, Bill Simmons and like three other dudes came to the conclusion that Axel Foley was gay. I almost drove my car into a brick wall.
2: You mean the character?
3: the character in in Beverly Hills Cop why, was
2: gay. Why? Why drive your car in the wall? You don't think so.
3: It was it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No. <laughs> Are okay. you serious? I really listen. The question.
2: Well, <laughs> I he had drive my he had he had a flamboyant way about him. I watched a clip cuz I was pulling it for uh, for a bitch better have my money segment, which we're gonna. I heard
3: that. I you know. know I, I need the one for Belly's Cop too. Right. which is one of my favorite.
2: What a funny man! Do me, with you. Me, come on Ray now. Fane, oh, fuck, Fane, Fane. fuck this That's guy. He's a, guy he's a cop. I know he's a cop. God damn that Eddie Murphy was so funny back in the day. Damn it! Can we get him back? All right. Well, so...
3: this movie he's got. He's in a movie called Dolomite, which on Netflix comes out next week or two okay. weeks. Think it's going to be good. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So look, you know, uh, there have been gay football players. There will be more gay football players.
3: I'm not saying that. Nothing wrong with that. But this character was not gay. They said the reason he was gay is he didn't make a move on. If you remember the the woman in Beverly Hills Cop uh, jenny Jenny Summers, and I'm like, it was 1984. America was not ready to see some black man uh, take down some white woman.
2: Wait a minute. Jim Brown was plowing Raquel Welch back that in the was, day.
3: That was a one time thing. And oh, America hated that.
2: That broke the that broke the color barrier right there. America it was, was fair there. game. And
3: America was not ready for Eddie Murphy to <laughs> no. Jay, he Jay, he Jay, you remember folks, chick? Hold up. And Golden Child. They cut that out because it was a little too racy. Remember? And that chick was like half Asian.
2: Jay, you remember a nineteen eighty-four. That I don't remember in terms of racial relations, but okay. Anyway, so Cam Newton, whatever, gay not gay. The 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 headscarf is dresser. weird.
3: Flamboyant Dresser.
2: Okay, all right, but Russell, it,
3: Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Not Plamboyant 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 Dresser. Yeah.
2: Well, we don't think. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it. Look, there are, <laughs> there have been gay football players. There will be more gay football players. It's just a fact of life, and it's fine. That yes. said, being openly gay in the NFL is a line that has yet to be crossed, right?
3: Yes, and I don't think. Well, Michael Sam's, but he never really did make the NFL. He
2: he came out in between, strategically in between gigs, where oh, he right. was.
3: Between, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because
2: yeah. he, I don't think, while he played at Missouri, he declared.
3: No, he left school. Came into the draft, didn't get drafted, and then came out. And then I think the Cowboys? No, the, picked Rams,
2: no, the, Rams, the Rams picked him okay. up. Like all in right. the seventh round, which I think the league told the Rams, look, you're going to need, need to do this because we can't have the optics. You know, the league is all about optics. We can't have the optics of, hey, there's a gay linebacker who was the Big 12 defensive player of the year. Remember? Yes, he, he was, was really good in college. We yeah, can't have him go undrafted, even if your football people say he's too small to uh, be to, a, a to be a pro. Writer. Right, exactly. Yes. So they took him and they kept him, and then you know that was that. So and there was that Dallas Cowboy player who recently came out and claimed he was bisexual, and I said, "Nice try, but you're a That's guy, a, so you're gay." The same thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> We're like, and Dice nice clay. <laughs> Either, you yeah. do, can I say it? I can either, yeah, you it's a podcast. Dick, say it either. You do suck, dick, or you do not, suck right? Dick.
2: It's a binary yeah. thing. <laughs> very, by the way, very handsome, very pretty looking athlete. I mean, devilishly handsome. So, good for him, whatever. So, imagine an openly gay starting quarterback in the NFL who's really fucking good.
3: Oh, that we will never see that in
2: our lifetime. It'd be hard. Well, you
3: know what? Let me take that back. That's not true.
2: Will you see the Orioles be better in your lifetime, or a gay openly starting, uh, openly gay starting quarterback in the NFL? A gay
3: openly starting
2: quarterback. Okay. Let's yeah. move on to two more important things. First is Takashi six <laughs> nine. This dude is so going to get Jeffrey Epstein murdered in prison. It's not even funny.
3: He is under supervision right now, but. He is a blood. He's a blood. Oh, they're going to get to him. It's, so it's it's only a matter of time.
2: So Takashi Six Nine is a rapper. Oh, uh, man,
3: well, well, well.
2: Oh, okay.
3: People call him that. He's terrible, but <laughs> by today by today's standards, he's a rapper. Yes.
2: Okay, so Takashi 69 is a rapper who has turned on fellow gang members in a drug case, fellow blood members in a gang case to save himself from a more serious sentence. I don't know how long he expects to stand in jail, but, uh, he had a lot of, you know, things piling up against him and he's looking
3: at 25 fed.
2: Ooh, that's a hard 25. Oh,
3: that's yeah. And he turned on those, those people like Wesley (laughs) Snipes did in new Jack city. (laughs) I'm telling on everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. So, like Tim, Allen,
3: like, like Tim Allen did to get out of his drug charge. Yeah.
2: Uh, apparently, uh, Jay, uh, rapper Skinny from the Nine in New York City says he straight up uh, disagrees with Takashi snitching, saying it was wrong.
3: <laughs>
2: also, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see who uh, uh, Al Jeremiah Nuke Mac and Anthony Harve Ellison. Also no idea who that is. Nine Trey gang members. So they were in this gang that sold drugs and whatnot. Takashi69 has got a bunch of crazy tattoos and piercings and hair and like what the hell?
3: So it'd be hard for him to find legitimate work with the face tattoos and the rainbow hair. Right. But he is singing like Aretha Franklin. And he is, he is, as 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 the kid like as the kids like to say, he is gonna get got.
2: Yeah. It's going to happen. So I'm looking at a picture of him here. He's got a big stack of money on on his arm up next to his ear. Like, "Eh, look at all my money.
3: I mean, it's live fast,
2: (laughs) go to jail or die hard. There's a, uh, there's
3: a, there's a rapper who was big about five years ago. And his name was Bobby Schmurder. And he got, I know. (laughs)
2: Rhymes with murder. Bobby Schmurder. Bobby
3: Bobby Schmurder. And he had fed gun charges. Ooh. But Bobby did not rat on anybody. And he had, like, I think they gave him seven years, and he's got, yeah, he's got, like, two to go. Yeah, wow. I was like, you know what, dude? You're a better man than me, because I'd be singing.
2: Okay, so here is the debate. Uh, I played Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money. I heard
3: that. It was, I liked that segment. Do you
2: like the segment? You like the concept? Like the so once a yes. week, it's like, who owes who money? And knock, knock, where's my money? So, people were quick to say you're playing the wrong Bitch Better Have My Money. First of all, I like Rihanna's version. Here's what it sounds like, okay? You know it already. Yes. Oh, come, come on. Why? on
1: yes.
2: By the way, you would definitely fuck Rihanna, right?
3: <laughs> you have to ask?
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I ask about let's everyone, say, Jay. Yes, yeah.
3: yeah, okay. Let's let's just say that's a hard yes.
2: Okay, d- d- not everyone is for everyone. She's a bit of a nasty one, you know. That's true. I, she but, probably stinks of weed too, though.
3: Like, come on, like like people said, like Cardi B. I would take that down in a heartbeat. But
2: okay, me, Cardi yeah. B retired, by the way. Sad about Cardi
3: that. B in, a, in a movie with J Lo.
2: Yeah. Or, no, wait, was it Nicki Minaj who retired Minaj. or Cardi B? Yeah,
3: Nicki Minaj. Nicki okay. Minaj, who I would also put on that list. Of okay. Yes, I do. Yeah.
2: So, Rihanna stinks of weed and street tacos. Her breath is awful, but you know what? You'd still get with her, right?
3: Yeah, but she, that cold Chris Brown thing, I'm not saying Chris Brown was right for what he did, but I do believe that she, she threw the first punch. Oh.
2: I'm not,
3: I'm, and I'm not saying it's right to hit a woman. I'm not saying that, but I think she... <sighs> I think she furthered the incident.
2: Well, she That's took all I'm saying. She took the worst of it from what I saw.
3: <laughs> yes, she did. But she is goddamn gorgeous.
2: So, so you would fuck Rihanna if yeah. after you fucked her, she then shot her arm up with a needle and passed out half naked in the bathtub.
3: Yep, I go see you in the morning, honey.
2: There you go <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. that'd be a little bit difficult for me to sort of get around, but okay, all right, we've established the boundaries now yeah, uh, I had several people say I've got the wrong bitch better have my money that there is a version by a guy named AMG and it goes yes, something like this. come on. No. Why is my machine not working? For God's sakes!
3: We didn't set this up in post.
2: No, I haven't, Jay. It's all set here, man. It's like this machine is fucking me here. Uh, maybe it's not. There we go. Here we go. Oh no, that's Rihanna. I know
0: All right,
2: here we go. Here's the other one. Okay, this is uh. That's what I was looking for here. Come on, come on. It
0: ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick. Words of the motherfucking DJ quick. I play homes like common slapping balls. AMG's on the motherfucking microphone. I sing dick, preach, nothing more, nothing less. You gotta see no hope. You can take the test and bring big fat titties in lights of back. You got the Woody, and I got the axe. I'm no joke when I stroke for a client need it so they find it G with the hot top fade Open up your ghost bag, bitch, so I can get paid And take off your G-string dog. bitch, eat your cause I don't want, what are you laughing at Ain't a damn thing funny Bitch better have my money I don't charge by the edge,
2: I I gotta say, it's catchy, my man That it's is a, that is, I don't
3: want to say 93 or 94
2: So, who is AMG?
3: Just some um, Rapper with one
2: hit. Okay, and this was his one hit, obviously. Yeah. Is there a cleaner version I could play on the radio?
3: Uh, I've never heard it. If it is.
2: Okay, because this one has quite a few words and themes. Uh, to use a word that wouldn't fly on the radio, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. AMG. There's no clean AMG. That was. <laughs> that was. That was during the gangster rap. I think he's from LA. Okay. So that was uh, the the era that you love, the NWA oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg. It was that era. So yeah, there is no clean one.
2: Okay. Uh, the The song has a little bit DJ Jazzy Jeff influence, if you ask me. That sort of bouncy, lyrical tempo and pace to it.
3: Well, that was that was the time where DJ mattered.
2: Got it. Yes. Now, now we're in the trap era, right? Yes. Of rap? We are.
3: We are. Yes. Yes. DJs, I, DJs don't, well, let me t- not to say DJs don't matter, but it's easier, it's easier to do a song and get it out and there's, they have more tools got it. to put on a song.
2: I, uh, I don't care for trap. I just,
3: I, don't. I, I don't care for it either. No, I'd, you, I'd rather your have total agreement.
2: I'd rather have crunk, which you also hate. If uh, I recall, yes. Yeah. Southern baby. You don't oh, like that subtle shit, hate, yes? I hate. No. <laughs> like, oh. God, I hate that shit. <laughs> okay, are you ready for fuck that guy for this
3: one? Oh no, 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 no. I, I wanted to well before that. Oh yeah, I wanted to opine RFK very quickly.
2: Robert F. Kennedy, the politician, or RFK Robert the F. stadium? Kennedy,
3: the stadium. The stadium.
2: The stadium. Okay, what when about I heard it? it was
3: cl- it's about I heard to be torn down. I am very sad because I hate the Redskins, but my my most. Memorable concert moments. Yep. all happened at RFK. Like I saw, I saw U two in eighty seven on the Joshua Tree tour. Ooh. I saw, I saw uh, there was a thing called Fresh Fest, where they had like LL Cool J, Run DMC at RFK uh, ninety five. Uh, the, um, the WHF festival, where I believe I was the most drunk and high I've ever been my entire life for a concert, <laughs> and it was the most fun I ever had. And wow. It, What a
2: coincidence that you could map those two things on top of each other. Most drunken high and most fun.
3: David, it was so bad that I went with three people. We went in, we got misplaced at the beginning of the concert. At the end of the, I didn't see any people for the whole, it was like four hours, (laughs) but it was, we were having fun with everybody we met. (laughs) I was sitting on one of those big uh, electrical grades. Oh my God. I just, just bunked out of my mind. And we found each other. It was just—I don't know how I was going to get home. It was—that's the state. It was—I didn't know how I was going to get back to the subway, to get back to PG County, to get back to <laughs> Annapolis. But it was the most fun I ever had, and I love RFK for all the stuff that I saw there. All right, I gotta, I'm going to miss that place. Yes. Good.
2: I'm—I'm—I'm uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Thrilled to hear it. So. Um, yeah, RFK has been slated for death. It has an expiration date in which the city says they're going to tear it down. Uh, it's costing the city upwards of three million a year just to maintain. Even what, though, what, what are they
3: doing? Cutting the grass, uh,
2: watering it. Well, I mean, they apparently uh, electrical maintenance. Exterminators cost money. Like, there's a lot of shit you have to pour into it, even though there's no events that go on there anymore. No one
3: guy that sleeps outside and watches it. Him? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Okay. I don't know. It it is a it is a goddamn tragedy because all of the great Redskin moments occurred in that building. None of the ones occurred in this new piece of shit.
3: I mean, so, I, I've heard stories about the 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 place would actually shake during Cowboy games.
2: Well, because there were uh, retractable bleachers. Because remember, RFK housed the Senators. It was a multi-use stadium. Uh, like many of them from that era, and they could play baseball in that stadium when the Senators were there, and so they had retractable bleachers that when the fans would get rowdy, they'd bounce up and down and chant, we want Dallas, and it was awesome.
3: Uh, By the way, I saw Luke Appling at 75 hit a home run in a senior's old-timers
2: game. game. Yeah, because then...
3: My dad took me to the game, and I was like... This, Luke Appling hits a home run. I'm like, who is this old guy? My dad told me who Luke Appling was. That was a cool moment that I was there at RFK 4.
2: Yeah, yeah. and then when they that they, that was because left field, they didn't take out the semi-permanent seats. So and left field was like there. 205 feet. <laughs> yeah, I could have taken yes, one Yes, yeah. Luke, Luke Appling hit one out to <laughs> <left>. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: no, it's a, it's a damn shame and uh, the Redskins won't be good in my lifetime. I, I don't believe. I mean, I'm I'm 51. I plan to make it to hopefully 75. That's 25 years. Uh, These past 20 under Dan Snyder have gone by in a blink. They've sucked the whole time. Very little chance he's going to figure it out in that time. So, you know, it is what it is. We're on to Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick (laughs) would say. I said that the other day
3: in a meeting.
2: Oh, it's the best. I I
3: didn't didn't want to talk anymore. I just said, we're on to Cincinnati. Nobody got it. Right. And we're on to
2: Cincinnati. Someone will get it someday. And the other companion phrase now, which I like, borrowed from Greg Williams, who's got a mouth that writes checks his ass, fails to cash. And that is, he said about Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah. He's one of the most dynamic players in the league. What's New York's opinion? Did you hear that this week with a reporter? I did not hear that. Yeah. A reporter was like, what's New York's opinion? Because he's saying they traded him. He kept repeating that. What's New York's opinion? So that's another phrase I'm going to use in real life. Oh, yeah? Well, what's New York's opinion on that?
3: Greg g with two
2: Gs. g Okay, time for FTG. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Stand by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> fuck that guy okay jay it's all you brother hit it so uh
3: yesterday i'm uh running errands uh and i took my uh my best friend buck with me to run errands because i wouldn't go i wasn't going to be in any place more than like five minutes There's a lot of in and out in and out who's your so best friend Buck, le- my dog
2: Okay, you got to say that. It could have been a buddy. I'm sorry. Dog my buck. Yeah. dog, Buck. Yes. I kind of knew that. Our listeners may or may not yes. have. Go ahead.
3: So, our last stop, I had to get dog food for him and Myra, and I had to get them they, uh eat these... Uh, there's this place, is called a tractor supply store, and they sell these hooves that they like to eat on. Yeah. So, I, I ran in, and uh, I'm talking to Mark Stern on the phone. Yes. And uh, I hear somebody yell, who got the Toyota? And I'm like, so I didn't make anything of it. I go to the I go to the to pay, and this guy again looks at me and goes, "Is it your Toyota?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "You got a dog in there?" By the way, I'm already a little agitated because something had happened earlier. Oh so boy! I'm a little agitated, and the way he talked to me, he kind of yelled at me. So my response to him was, "Yes, motherfucker, that's my Toyota and my dog. Ooh. What's the problem?" <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes you don't leave a dog in a car. I said, well, if you look, the sunroof is open. And I said, what you need to do is worry about your goddamn self and don't worry about me. You be a dog owner and don't worry about me.
2: Oh. And he,
3: he quickly turned around and muttered something on his way out. Didn't want to say it to me, but he muttered something on the way out that he, uh, so.
2: Wow.
3: I was, I was ready to go. He just said something to me because I was agitated already and I was ready to go. But
2: so to he, that guy, you say Fuck you. Why fuck that guy this week goes out to a high school coach who should never coach anything again. The head football coach for Phoenix Mountain Point High School had a suspicion that there was a rat in his program. When traveling to play Las Vegas Faith Lutheran in Nevada, the opposing coach told him, hey, somebody emailed me your game plan. They did some sniffing around and found out the email came from... The girls' basketball coach at the school won Justin Hager, who had been a football assistant coach at the school dating back to 2017. And before they could fire his ass, he quit as a teacher and (laughs) coach. And when texted, he said he had resigned to accept another position. He said, regarding Mountain Point, I don't have comment. Excited for another challenge and moving forward. Oh, my God. To that guy. Yeah. To this guy. Fuck him to the moon and back. All right, Jay. That'll do it for us today. Thank you, brother. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll end on this today. What a story. A huge fire... At a bull breeding facility in Australia has caused thousands of dollars in damage after at least 100 cylinders of bull semen exploded during the fire. (laughs) According to a local television outlet there, it took 10 fire crews more than two hours to fully extinguish the fire because... They said that the cryogenic cylinders were rapidly expanding with the frozen bulges and they were exploding, popping off the top. Projectiles were being thrown from the building. (laughs) 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 Firefighters went into a defensive mode initially to protect themselves from the flying bulges because there are also liquid propane cylinders at a neighboring property. They did a great job battling the fire, despite the fact it took so long to finally extinguish. Authorities there say they had never seen a fire quite as unusual as this one. Do they get hazard pay for this? Just wondering. Somebody else said, boy, I hope they got video of it, because that would be the ultimate money shot. ha <laughs> ha. All right, give those boys and girls on those firefighting crews hazard pay and tell them next time, careful. You never know what could be on fire inside that building. That'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening. Download, subscribe, get the app. It's handy, it's free, it's nice to have. See you on Fridays, five bucks a month helps support the entire effort and keep me motivated and encouraged. And I appreciate every one of you who are subscribers, and we do give out pretty good information on Fridays if you want it when it comes to the NFL and college. In the meantime, have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time.